Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about everything in the world of sports today. We first talk about uh, Bubba Wallace, of course, NASCAR, the whole incident with the noose. We're going to talk about uh, tennis star Novak Djokovic uh, being tested for the COVID-19 virus. We're also going to talk MLB coming back as well. We talk about a little bit of the NBA with some of the players opting out of playing in Orlando. We also talk about MLB, we talk about the NFL, we talk about it all. My co-host Ace Catwell and Earl Ross join me out for some guys talking sports. And that begins right now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love and support out there. Really do. But we're going to get right into it. We got a lot to talk about. Um, got my co-host Smooth with me. I know Ace, um, he's on finishing up his special assignment. Um, he might just say otherwise, but I'm going to still say he's doing his special assignment. Um, so what's going on, Smooth, man? How's everything going? Doing good. Um, finally got a bit of webcam, so now you can see my quarantine hairstyle live and in 1080 HP, full high definition. So <laughs> it will be gone after the after Friday. So I'll be back to normal. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could get some of that over here, but you know, I'm balding. So this, at this point, hey man, it's just it, some thinning. I ain't gonna look look, look down too much, but it's thinning. <laughs> it's all good it's all good um so like i said ace to be joining us shortly he's finishing up on his special assignment so um we're gonna get right into it we got lots to talk about uh so let's get started we're gonna talk about what's going on in the world of sports today and the first topic right now we're gonna talk about is bubba wallace um with everything that's been going on um the original thing was that um he originally found a noose hanging um in his um locker i mean in his um what's the word i'm looking for uh in his area his locker area his his car his so what i'm looking for i'm i'm, I'm garage I'm out. garage thank you so he found a noose in his garage um nascar put out a press release saying about everything that it won't be tolerated and everything um everybody was in solidarity fbi fbi investigated and found out they made it the determination, I should say, that this was not a noose, but it was actually uh, part of, uh, I guess, a door opener um, for the garage. So um, with everything that's been going on, the backlash and um, everybody, you know, talking about Bubba Wallace. I mean, let me get your thoughts on this. Do you think that the FBI, I mean, I guess FBI made this investigation, but let me get your thoughts on how this whole thing was handled. And what are your thoughts on this, just with NASCAR, um, the, FBI, the FBI's handleization of it? And what do you think of Bubba Wallace in general and, and just overall? Well, as far as Bubba Wallace goes, I think that, um, you know, I, I give him a lot of kudos for, you know, going into a sport which has been <laughs> primarily Caucasian. Um, you want to call it the um, the sport of the South or the Southern region, if not. So, um, you know, there's been Confederate flags flying around on those different, you know, raceway tracks for decades. Um, so him you know, going out there and trying to, you know, bring a, not just awareness, you know, you know, to all the protests going down to the NASCAR arena, but just in general, 
you know, stepping out on the ledge, um, you know, just to be that person that kind of pushed for change in NASCAR, you know, I, I give them a lot of credit for that. But change is not easy. And you can remove a Confederate flag, but we all know that's just a symbolic gesture. Um, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of years for the actual mindset of a lot of those people, you know, who do um, watch NASCAR, who do attend NASCAR events that may not see things the way that me and you and Ace do, who might not necessarily agree with the Black Lives Matter um, movement, protests in general, um, who probably like things as status quo. Um, so it's going to take some time. When I heard about the Confederate flag being removed, I thought it was a nice gesture, but that doesn't really get to the heart of the matter. Um, so when I heard about this noose in the garage, it was not a noose. I, we can, you know, we can think that maybe if we go on the ledge and believe them that it wasn't, you know, anything to it that it was already there prior to him going into the garage. It's like, you know, let's take on, you know, face value. That's what that is the truth. Then what was that rope fashion as a noose doing there to begin with? And it just happens to be very coincidental that his group gets put in that garage. Now, we'll, like I said, we'll, if we go by the assumption that what the FBI is saying and NASCAR people that are saying is correct, I don't know. It just seems like it was very coincidental for them to be put in that garage, even if it was there place, placement-wise back in 2019. Okay. I, to be honest, I agree with you, but now that I've seen our other co-hosts just join, um, Ace, we were talking about this whole incident with the Bubba Wallace situation um, with NASCAR and the FBI um, making a determination that there wasn't actually a noose, but it was quote unquote a door um, opener. So just want to get your thoughts and takes on the whole thing with Bubba Watson and um, just get your opinion about that. Uh, first of all, do not eat sriracha unless you mix it up properly. Because my tongue is on fire. <laughs> okay. I keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> noted. Dearly Ooh. noted. Well, anywho, hold on. <laughs> you might want to drink some milk with that home. I was just about to say that. Ah, uh, you know me, I'm West Indian, nigga. You know, we, we take <laughs> So then you might get some ginger beer then. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I thought it was, I have to agree with, uh, with E, you know, uh, it's nice that the Department of Justice, the FBI, and all those folks got involved. Um, NASCAR didn't play around. It is ironic, and if I remember correctly, they did say that that pulley for the garage door had been broken for some several months and in that particular garage, but I agree. You know, it's ironic that Bubba Wallace comes out and says what he says, and then he just automatically get put in that particular garage. Coincidence, maybe. You know, uh, well, NASCAR or whomever who knew that that particular garage had that and they knew to put it in a specific place where it just so happens to be found 
And then it just so happens that Bubba Wallace was there and his team. Then, you know, it's just putting two and two together. And I guess NASCAR, they got five. You know, the FBI and everybody else got three. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if, if, it's, if it smells fishy and it looks fishy, then it got to be fishy. You know what I mean? So bottom line is NASCAR looks like they came off like, like, like saints because they did everything they needed to do quick, fast, and in a hurry. They didn't BS. They pretty much put wheels in motion and made it look great. But the bottom line is you can't tell me that they left that particular racetrack and didn't notice that that damn thing was broken for so long and they're just going to leave it in the garage. Since I believe it was October 2019. Exactly. So believe what you want to believe. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm in completely agreement with you guys. I, I really thought that, to be honest with you, um, everything was just way too coincidental at this stage. I think that at the end of the day, um, even though NASCAR came out looking okay on this, but let's be honest, like stuff like this, with the whole thing of, with the transitioning to, you know, the solidarity behind Bubba Wallace, I get that. Um, but let's be honest, like NASCAR hasn't really been on board with a lot of things that was in deemed with protesting about Black Lives Matter or any diversity that's in the sport, um, mainly because they did. I'm not saying that they wasn't on board, but they definitely didn't do anything to to include diversity at this stage, or they didn't help to include diversity in this stage. Um, I would rather see more changes done in NASCAR. Um, the removal of the Confederate flag, for instance, should have is long overdue. That should have been done regardless. Um, it shouldn't have even taken this long. And it's amazing the fact that with everything that's going on now, that's when they removed the Confederate flag. So it's, you know, I think that they have a lot of work to do. It's a beginning, but they still got work to do. And they still got to do things to make it more inclusive. I mean, more non-inclusive to just a certain style, a certain group of people. Especially if they want to get drum more businesses, they definitely have to change that. And I think that they're starting to realize that with everything that's going on from a business standpoint, maybe that some change needs to be in place so that they can bring in new businesses. May not be the businesses that the fans may like, but in all actuality, they need new businesses because as you could tell, if they stay inclusive, they're not going to prosper. I mean, they're not going to, it's not going to benefit them from a business standpoint as well, but they still got to know the big picture. Yeah, I agree with you. NASCAR does look like they've, you know, they say, yeah, we're going to remove the Confederate flag, which they probably themselves probably know is probably something long overdue. You know, they, they didn't blink when, you know, when, they saw the rope and, you know, FBI jumped in, everybody jumped in. So like you said, NASCAR is looking good. I mean, they can always shift the blame per se to the um, owners of that particular raceway. And, you know, we're saying, Hey, you know, we did our part, you know, you know, for PR purposes, but it's going to take a long time because you can just, you know, repaint things or change things, but it's the people that are, you know, involved and live, breathe that sport that are not as inclusive to, uh, you know, to other people as you would like for them to be. And that sport is not going down without a fight. 
Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with that. Which is why I like uh, Formula One racing, actually, but that's <laughs> a totally different story. Well, that's more international. <laughs> yes, and as a and as a brother man from Britain, that's been killing it the last couple of years. Shout out to Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> good plug. Good plug. Good plug. Yeah, he is killing it though. Um, but I'm I'm just curious because it's just um the timing of it is just seems so it's just too there. That's what I, it looks like with 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 that. It just seems too there with that. And with NASCAR. I'm more interested to see how the fans are going to react to everything that's going on right now. Well, I heard <laughs> at this past race, NASCAR fans was sitting there bringing Confederate flags and doing whatever it is they need to do right outside the race. So they were flying banners and doing all types of crap. <laughs> so, I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do. You know, it's just a matter of, will NASCAR enforce crap? <laughs> Now that's 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 the that's the question right there. You yeah. know, will they will they enforce it in a sense where they don't want it within so many feet of the of the stadium? You know, even that means outside of the stadium, or or what? Or are they just concerned of what's fly what's flown within the stadium limits and keep moving? To be honest, um, I don't see them doing anything to the fans. I really don't. I really believe that they're going to. I mean. I think they and I, I would not be surprised if NASCAR said I think we did enough um, as far as the racing, the racers is concerned, the garage is concerned. We just won't be carrying the Confederate flags, but they're not going to do anything to risk losing their fan base at this stage, especially now. I'm sure yeah. they got some. I mean, they can they can probably you know dictate what comes into the races um people carrying flags and maybe to the extent where they're out in the parking lots of a particular you know arena like talladega or they or you know daytona but overall i mean they can't police the whole thing and people are going to do what they're going to do now they may not necessarily bring it out all of them because they don't want to look a certain way but there's going to be some ones that are staunch you know staunch confederate flag lovers that is going to bring it and take it may not bring it into this, you know, the actual racetrack, you know, but it'll, it will be there. <laughs> yes. Now I really do see them bringing it to the racetrack to, where the stands are. I would not be surprised if you see Confederate flags waving in the, in the stands. Right. Without question. I agree with that. I agree with that. And it's a matter of what will security do if there's security present to, to, you know, to manage that. And if, Security is even on board with what NASCAR is talking about. Will they even enforce it? Especially those, you know, those tracks in the deep south. Maybe those closer to like Richmond and different places like that, they may have a different vibe about how they feel about it. But those in like Alabama and Tennessee and all that, man. South Carolina, yeah. 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 No, I, and, and I mean, with everything about the, I mean, with people right now arguing about their, their rights and everything like that, it's, I could see things getting, I mean, well, not for NASCAR standpoint, because I think that majority of the base is going to agree with the people who are wearing Confederate flags, but like if any other sport, any other arena, um, there's going to be some type of clash, unfortunately. Yeah. 
I wanted to give my our boy Sean's opinion on it because I do believe he's a um a, a NASCAR fan if I'm or maybe not, but he definitely is into the racing. So I would be curious if his um, perspective on all of this. I think we should just post that on on the on the chat tomorrow, and just let it and just sit back with the popcorn. Well, you know how he feels about the the QB situation. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, is there any other question? I mean, any other comments you want to make about this situation before we move on to the NBA? No, I mean, you know, you know, the investigation came and went. There, there is no hate crime. So let's see how this thing all unfolds over the next couple of weeks and months. Months as they get deep into the um, NASCAR racing season. Because that's, that's right that's right upon us. True. But I will say this, though, in this regards, because now Bubba Wallace is now put out there. So, like, he's in on an island of his own. Now you know that many fans who may not even watch NASCAR who really didn't know about Bubba Wallace now is going to be on in support of him, um, which in turn, um, meaning that there's going to be fans that support him now, and then there's going to be fans who – probably won't care and might not like him anymore um, now. So he's now put under the microscope. And to be honest, it gives NASCAR maybe a much needed boost of fans who are in support of Bubba Wallace to actually watch the next time Bubba Wallace races, which in terms help NASCAR. So. Well, yeah, uh, there are some, uh, there are some, let's just keep it, American black folk out there now that are sitting there watching NASCAR. I think was it the uh, Kamara from the from the Saints? Was that Al the Kamara. last? Yep. Was that the was that the last race? Or not this past one, but maybe the week before that. You know, so he's getting support. He's getting some black folk out there that are sitting there watching it. So that that bodes well for NASCAR because that's more eyes that they haven't gotten before. So, and that was my whole thing about the whole diversity thing because if it gives up it opens up more eyes and they use Bubba Wallace as that that focal point you know that'll bring up more you know more business it'll drum up more businesses maybe businesses that they would never have had before um and to, and bring it into NASCAR and you know with the face of being Bubba Wallace now like I said I still watch F1, Formula One racing <laughs> fair enough fair enough <laughs> fair, fair. I, can, I, can, I can't get into racing like that I can play video games with it but I just can't watch it mundane. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not a fan of that as well um yeah anyway <laughs> anywho um let's talk about a little bit of the NBA um, season is now progressed. It looks like the season is going to be starting shortly. Um, still going to be in Orlando, still going to be in that bubble, but a couple of players, um, actually opted out of playing, um, in Orlando. Um, right now, Avery Bradley is one of the recent names, um, that's opted out of playing in Orlando for rightfully so, but because of his, the, his, um, from what I'm read, it's because of the, He's more concerned about his family. Um, I know his son has respiratory um, issues, um, so he's doing it for the safety of his family, rightfully so. Um, but there are others who start who decided that they are going to be opting out. They have, I think, until tomorrow to opt out of going to Orlando. 
um, to let notify the teams to let them know whether or not they're going to opt out of Orlando. So the question I have is, is that number one, do you see a lot more players opting out? And if so, how would that be? How would, how would, hmm, would fans still watch the NFL? I'll put it like this. I have a feeling that more players is going to opt out. But if superstars or megastars begin to opt out of the process, do you think fans will still want to support and watch the NBA game slated for this upcoming months? I think so. I mean, you haven't really had, you, know, you really haven't had organized sports. I'm, 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 I've been forced to watch, you know, I guess what you want to call it, the, the minor leagues of boxing on ESPN on Tuesdays and Wednesdays um, with no fans in their quote unquote bubble um, just to get some live sports action. So I think people are, they've been craving sports, craving NBA. Um, Avery Bradley um, opting out reasons all legitimate you know wholeheartedly support them won't affect me one one bit whether or not i'm going to watch i mean you got djokovic from the Denver nuggets that tested positive for christ's sake that's what most people should be more concerned about um but um i think if you you may get one superstar that might not play but i think overall i think most of them will um they still want that bread <laughs> Not everybody got the kind of deep pockets like some of the, you know, the megastars that can afford to just not play. Um, some people like Steph Curry and LeBron James and a few others already got their already got their um, bags ahead, ahead of time. So they got their money for the season. So if Steph Curry doesn't play, there's no knock to him because he still got his money. So did LeBron James. So. But then against the, the Golden State Warriors, they're gonna be there anyway. So Steph Curry is good. <laughs> wow, question. So um yeah, I mean, I'll still watch. I think fans should still watch just for the um the sport of it. So um um I don't see why not. Unless no one no one's gonna go, and I don't think no one's not gonna play. Nah, you're right. Those who need their bread gonna play. <laughs> you know, so and those who are LeBron disciples will sit there and play too. <laughs> um, but yeah, the season's gonna go on. You know, NHL is gonna go on. MLB is gonna go on. College football, NFL, all these things are gonna go on. You know, regardless of coronavirus, and you know, they'll hopefully just do whatever it takes to be ultra precautious about testing and making sure that, you know, folks are, at least those who are playing, are in a good enough state to play. And do they catch said temperatures and everything early enough where it wasn't, it won't become an issue? And regardless of the fact, people will eat it up just because they want something other than being with their significant other in the same crib all day, every day, don't have something that they would want to watch versus just watching repeats of crap. You know, you, you put cornhole on TV right about now, I guarantee you get a, a good enough audience to sit there and watch it because it's just something competitive that they haven't seen. Yeah, how many times can you watch The Last Dance on TV? <laughs> that, when esports is becoming bigger than exactly. show on ESPN. Exactly. You know, hell, I was watching esports on 11, whatever, the 11 sports, and I don't even know what football that was. It was just some football <laughs> game with some made-up teams. I was sitting there watching it. 
because they had commentators. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because I was just watching, um, I guess, NBA 2K, where they was doing um, corner finals and, you know, playoffs and stuff. And I'm sitting here like, I can't believe I'm sitting here watching this game. I couldn't play it at, I mean, at my leisure. Why am I sitting here watching other people play? And I'm, I'm just, I'm just baffled by that. But like you said, there's nothing else on. So what else can you do? Um, real quick, my, I, I, I think that, I, I'm, to be honest, I would not be surprised if more players opt out, um, especially with the rise of, of cases in Florida. I could see actual players being like, like, yo, I get it, but they're not doing anything to solidify my safety at this stage. So why should I stay? And rightfully so. So the question I have is, is that my question I have is, is that what is it that everybody is? I mean, the players is going to opt out regardless. I hope that regardless, there's not even a contingency plan from what I'm told. Like there's no plan B for people to relocate or, you know, if changes were to made, it's going to get worse in Orlando from what I'm told Florida is going to get worse. So they got to be real tight with that bubble for everything to work out. Cause if it's not, it's going to be a problem because it, God forbid something happens where a person gets tested during the middle of that season. And then what are you going to do? So yeah. they have to be very careful and they can't be lax about it, especially when you have sports teams coming there risking their their safety to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, possibly their life. And they, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and those people that, that don't want to come over the virus is legit concerns. I mean, once you started hearing more and more about the plans and you understand that the people who are going to be at the Disney resorts um, are going to be able to kind of come and go. Um as they please, they're not, they're not staying at the bubble. Um, the cooks, the people do the, you know, the cleanings of the rooms, whatever, they're going to be able to go back and forth. So some of the players, at least the um, player association concern is that we're in the bubble. We can't go anywhere, but the people who are working here are able to come back and forth. So I know that's been one of the things that I'll, several players have raised major concerns about, and there's valid concerns. I mean, um, I mean, you can't knock it. I mean, but like you said, uh, it's, you know, the, the, the cases have spiked um, in, in Florida. Um, but I think the NBA is going, like you said, no contingency plans. They can't just pull up stakes, pivot, and then find another place to do that unless you're going to be like UFC into a fight island. But, and then at that particular point, it's, <laughs> anything goes. So, but um it's still going to go in Orlando. There's going to be some players that are not going to play, but the majority who are teams that are going will play. Yeah, no, I completely agree. <laughs> I completely agree at this stage. I mean, the NBA has, this is going to be their true test for them. So hopefully that they're, they're able to figure it out and keep themselves like completely isolated because like you said, if they're not isolated, one person goes out and the other people, you know what I'm saying? And then God forbid something happens. It's going to be like the sports world is going to go crazy. Sports world going to go crazy and players are going to go crazy because they're going to blame somebody for not doing what they are supposed to do in the association. And then the association is going to have a black guy 
So, personally, I think they need to be testing all athletes in all of these sports at least three times a day. Because you know, with the flu, you get you can feel great in the morning and feel like crap by the, uh, by the night. So if you're testing them three times when they first wake up, they go to their team breakfast. You test them right after they practice, and you test them right before they go to dinner or something like that. And hell, if you want to be real, because just test, take their temperature again before they go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm keeping it real. I mean, no, that's I... the only way that you can truly, truly enforce and make sure that whoever might be coming down sick, because you could track the temperature throughout the course of the day. If you start out at 98.7 and then you turn around and you, you end up 99.2 and they're like, mm, okay, that's, I mean, 99.2 ain't bad, but it's it, not like we're trying to say that you're sick. And then by dinner time, you 99.9, like, all right, dude, let's just get you away. And, you know, you can start telling people like, mm, you might want to not be too close to him right now until we could, you know, check his temperature again. And that's one way to slow it down. I don't. I agree, but not only that. I mean, you might as well keep all the other, the all the other employees and stuff on lockdown too. You might as well just lock it down. Like, there's no reason why you can't say like the cooks, um, the people that make the bed, y'all gonna have to stay. Uh, we'll pay extra over time. While the NBA players is here, you're gonna have to stay here. Like, you, you could stay here for a month. We'll we'll make sure you're covered. We'll make sure we'll take care of you. NBA could even do that, or or in 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 some type of um in agreement with um Disney. Like we'll make sure that they're right. They can stay, whatever the case may be. We'll do whatever it takes. We'll put trackers, like a, a bracelet or something, so that if something somebody does get it, we'll have um a link to people that has been you know close to this person. We can track them and say, okay, this person you was with maybe an hour ago got, you know, may have co contracted the COVID-19 virus. Mm -hmm. So you may have to go, you know, it could be immediately alerted. Disney has those type of things where they can do something like that. So the question is, exactly. It's on your phone already. No, I get it. Exactly. Exactly. So they could do that. They, they don't, yeah, they can use their phones to link up and do something like that. So it's not like you can't lock it down. And the way it seems, it seems as though unless they have it in place and unless there's uh, like the, the it's in detail that we don't know about, like it just seems like everything is not in detail of exactly what it is and how they're going to handle it. And we need more information because uh, if I'm a player and I'm saying to myself, how are you going to handle this? How are we going to lock it down? If I go to Orlando, who's to say that somebody may not bring somebody in and then they, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm worried about my safety. How are you going to handle it? And if the NBA can't answer these questions to the best of my ability, where I'm saying to myself, okay, I think you answered it. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with what your answers are. I think I'm going to make the decision that I'm, yeah, I'm going to go, or I'm not going to go. If they didn't provide that detail, I would be very iffy about going and playing myself. I think they, they did provide some good detail to the players, per se, as far as a lot of the precautionary measures they were putting in place. Um, the one thing I did um, see is that they're going to have wristbands, which is going to have proximity That's alerts that keep, you know, if you get like too close to someone within six feet, I think either something goes off. And then, like you said, Ace, you know, they're, I think they're going to have 
testing, I think like once a day for all players and, and staff and coaches and stuff like that. But the, if you want to truly, like you said, have a bubble, everyone stays there, you know, players, workers, people that's going to be there, you lock it all down. Once you go in, you can't leave. If you have to, you know, if someone else is coming in, you got to be temperature checked and tested and you got to make sure that you're negative before you even can set foot past a gate. So um, that's the true definition of a bubble. Um, outside of that, I feel you guys. I don't I don't know how you really manage it if the players are going to be sequestered, but the staff is not going to be sequestered. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Disney turns tail and be like, all right, well, you know, all the p- people that want to be here, you can't leave for the next three months. However, we're going to give you extra pay. Like you're going to be on a cruise ship. You, 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 you live there, you work there, you can't leave. I mean, you can't go to any of the parks because the parks itself is going to be open. So you're going to, you know, if you want to get this extra bread, this hazard pay <laughs> and Disney still got it, even though they've been kind of hurting, they still got it. They can see, you know, squeeze out some hazard pay and try to get some money from the TV, um, from, from the TV contracts in the back end. But um, I'm with you guys, unless they can really answer the questions about the staff, more so the players, then it's going to be a risk. And it's going to be a risk for every sport moving forward, not just basketball, but baseball, football, college football, until further notice. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, but are you guys truly aware of an update that your phone might have had, especially for Google, or if you go into your settings and then you go under Google settings, that you'll see a COVID-19 tracker on your <laughs> I have not checked, but I'm gonna have to look at look at that. Yeah, I got it, I got it for my um iPhone, so I, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's there. Don't know when the update came, and it's your choice to turn it on and off. But I mean, that's one way the NBA can enforce it. Like, look. You guys can't keep your phones on. You gotta, you gotta turn that on. And everybody's in that in that bubble. Gotta have that turned on. And then that's another way for tracking. My only concern is that you're gonna have those people that may. And turn off their phone or whatever. Total up to the players or the people. Stuff and saying in regards to those wristbands stuff like that, because I know for a fact that it's twenty four seven. So no matter where you go, I don't know what happened to you. You kind of like you froze. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying that I was I was just talking and everything. No, I was in that. I get where Ace was talking about, but I just don't trust the players in that in when it comes to like the iPhones or iPhones, but any phone um, at this stage because why am I look like I'm not responding? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you perfectly. Okay. You're just like a, a half a tick <laughs> behind oh, you. Yeah, it's my internet connection. Sorry. Um, I was just saying that um, I don't trust the players with their phones um, because they can turn it off in the middle of the night. They can. Um, you know, their phone could lose power. Um, that's why I agree with Smooth and what he was talking about with the bands, because it's 24-7. Um, they could track you 24-7, even in your sleep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they could they could test everything. They could track you no matter where you're going for them late night runs or anything like that. 
they're going to track you no matter what. And if you, if you do get, you know, if somebody does get infected or somebody does have the virus, then they can easily track who was around you in that area. But that's needed though. I mean, in this case for sports, if you're trying to keep that bubble or trying to introduce that bubble, then you got to, you know, drastic times call for drastic measures. No, I agree with you. No, I was just saying that I don't see them doing it from the phone. I see them doing it with the band. No. I see them doing it with the band because, like you said, you're not going to have your phone with you. Like if you're in a shower or in the middle of the night, if you're sleeping, whatever the case may be, you may turn your phone off and stuff like that. I'm just saying when they have the band, you keep that band on with you no matter what. Maybe, you know, you could wear it in the shower. You can do whatever, whatever. And you're still in the bubble, but they're still tracking you no matter what, 24-7, even while you're sleeping. So that's what I was just saying. Okay. Um, I agree with what you're saying, but I just think that they would probably implement the ban. Oh, I, I thought you were saying that they had burner phones. You know what I'm saying? Just, uh, keep phone and, and, and Some people do. <laughs> hey, man, a lot of players don't want to have a low jack like that on their phone that someone can hack and get their location out, man. That is true. Knocked and that's another the, thing. For privacy, <laughs> and for privacy concerns, a lot of people may not want to trust them having that app on their phone. So, <laughs> Shit, you ain't got to trust about it being that. It's on the phone. It's there. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> They wouldn't want anybody else to have access to it. So right, I agree. I agree. Um, so we could talk about that, but let's talk real quick before we move into um, the NFL and the MLB. Um, I guess I know you heard by now that tennis star Novak Djokovic tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, he tested positive over the weekend, um, having some type of party <laughs> um, um, with a couple of people that was at the party actually got tested and was tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, he said that he apologized to the people out there. Um, what are your thoughts about Novak Djokovic? And, you know, from what I'm told at this particular party, there was no social distancing. There was no mask. Um, both him and his wife, I believe, had the, the, the um, had tested positive. So let me get your thoughts real quick on this whole thing about people at this stage um, testing, well, at least Novak Djokovic for this matter, testing positive for the um, virus. Man, look. <laughs> Why do you think they keep talking about the social distancing and all that crap? I mean, this stuff, this stuff don't show up for 10 to 14 days most times. So you walking around like a ticking time bomb not knowing you got shit until you get the shit <laughs> or until you notice the shit, I should say. So I don't, I just don't get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> people, act, people act like they're like dumbfounded when they come to find out they got this shit. <laughs> like, dude, where the hell you been? <laughs> you know, so do him apologizing? Whatever, dude. <laughs> you knew you shouldn't have been having no goddamn party. <laughs> so, but actually, uh, it was a, a party and they were doing some, um, I guess, tennis, um, fundraising events, I believe, over the over the last couple of days, on top of a party. <laughs> I didn't know that, dude. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? It, like all the cases that are popping up in Florida and all these different damn, like y'all knew what the hell y'all was doing when you went out there. You you knew the risk. You took a chance. <laughs> don't apologize. <laughs> Shit, own up to it. Yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> I shouldn't have done it. We should have held out. We should have been virtual. We should do whatever. 
But don't, but don't apologize to the people now that the damage is done. <laughs> and, and and he along with um a couple of people from um in, in European players on the tennis tour were complaining about the U.S. Open. We're still looking to go looking to do it. They were going to delay it a couple of weeks or a month or so. But they were like, why don't you know? Why are you still doing this? All about the money. And then your ass turns around and <laughs> living your best life. Exactly. Make yourself look like a damn hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, you heard about um, Brooks Kepka's pulled out of the event because his caddy tested positive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Djokovic from the, uh, Djokovic from the, um, the Nuggets, Nuggets. Tested, posi- tested positive over in Serbia. It's, it's you know, it's, it's going to, it's just going to be like this un- until further notice. I mean, um, it's almost like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I mean, I'm not going to get into my whole thing about the social distancing because that's, I-, I feel like it's a, it's a just waiting not the clock until you get a virus kind of, kind of treatment where you don't know what to do. So that's the only thing you can tell them is to people is to do that. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> I still hear what they say, but we, it's going to be like that for the next, you know, yeah. couple of months until <laughs> he <year>. said year. <laughs> like that for the next, like that for the next twelve calendar months until some a vaccine is is out there and people are willing to take it. Until that time, it's it's just going to have to be you have to deal with. Great. Uh, it's a life that nothing that nobody wants to live, but. If you want to stand the chance to, to live a little bit longer and not have to worry about the crap, you just you do what you got to do. You come home. It's unfortunate. You know, do you all want to be stuck in the crib doing whatever? Heck no. But do we want to run the risk that we get sick and we can't pull out of it? No. <laughs> so what do you do? If you got to go into work, you go to work. If in, 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 in this cat's case, you go play tennis and then you go isolate yourself because you're not around. You're not around the other tennis player in your whole whole side of the damn uh, tennis court. <laughs> so I mean, he made himself look incredibly stupid by those statements, and then turn around and get, get this damn uh, virus. Oh, this is frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating as hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you know, because I work with the Department of Health, dude. You know, we hear this crap all day, every day. So then when you got people talking this crap, talking about, oh, I don't feel comfortable doing this shit, and then you turn around and do the shit that they tell you not to do, and then your ass gets sick, then you got to turn around and make this fake-ass apology. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you to finish. I just want to make sure you... Uh, I'm sorry, man. You know, <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. No, I mean, dude, I deal with the crap every day. Every day. I put myself at risk going into the office every day. You know what I'm saying? But damn, I'm doing it for work. I'm doing it so I can help the millions of other people in this damn state. State of Maryland, that is. <laughs> <laughs> to help them. You know, but then you have organizations, sports organizations that try to do everything in their power to make it so that these, these sporting events are as safe as possible. And then you still talk crap. <laughs> You know, and I'm not going to repeat myself like a broken record, but he just looks like a complete and total idiot. <laughs> so he can keep his damn apology. <laughs> I hope he gets better. I don't want anybody to, to peel over and die from this shit, but just know to keep your damn mouth shut. 
<laughs> you know you're gonna be out there doing you. Don't talk crap about what they're trying to do, and then you're talking about, oh, you don't feel comfortable. <laughs> you said that three days ago. Now look at your ass. <laughs> anyway. Oops. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Damn. My blood boy. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm glad you said it because if you didn't say it, I was going to say it. <laughs> but the, I, um, mean, I mean, not to cut you off, but this, like the dumbest questions that we hear in the daily. <laughs> We're talking about my people's getting married this weekend. Can we can we have services in the church? Like, nigga, no, you can't have services in the church unless it's at 50% capacity. Oh, but we don't want to have tell people they can't come. But they do it outside. <laughs> Some of the stupidest. Mm, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, David. I just, I just hear silly ass questions every day. That this makes you scratch your head. Like, do you not see what the fuck is going on out there? <laughs> but yet you still want to sit there and question and push the limits of your risking your health and your safety for yourself and others, and not knowing where these people are coming from and where they're going. <sighs> sorry, sorry. I won't talk about work anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Well, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my! All right, all right, all right. All right. I'm stepping Whew. off my soapbox. <laughs> no, no, it is needed. That, that's what I don't like. People don't understand how much is needed sometimes. Like I, I and to be honest, I, I agree with you. I completely agree with you, Ace. Like all jokes aside, like. I completely agree with you. Like, it's, I'm just dumbfounded at some of the things and some of the sayings that some of the things that people do sometimes, knowing that, you know, all they're trying to do is help save, you know, help you out. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to save your health. They're trying to prevent you from getting sick. And it's just like, people just don't care. Like, they don't want to hear it. Like, what makes it worse is that people feel as though that their medic, their like theirs for whatever reason, our doctors know that themselves that they're able to just say, you know what, I'm hearing all these doctors telling me they're social distancing, wear a mask, but I believe that I, you know, don't need to do it. Like they're they they are PhDs, and it's just I'm just so baffled by it. That's why with Novak Djokovic, like I, I, that, I mean, I wish him well. I wish whoever is affected by it, I wish them well. But in this particular case, like all jokes aside, that apology doesn't mean nothing at this stage. And to be honest, the apology don't mean nothing for two reasons. Apology number one doesn't mean nothing for him. But more importantly, the apology doesn't mean nothing for the people that went there still knowing that everything was going to be done. Well, everything was going to be the way it was. As soon as you knew that you was going to be close, you see people close, you could have immediately turned around and went back home, put a mask on, practice social distancing. But instead of you, I mean, even though Novak threw the party and everything, people still attended. So I don't see where the apology comes from at this stage because it's not warranted because they still attended. So I'm not giving Novak Djokovic a, a full, you know, I'm not blaming him completely, even though he does get blamed. But the people that went deserve some of the blame, too, that got infected because they could have made that decision as well to say, you know what? I mean, I know what's about to happen. I don't want to risk that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to risk it. Where It wasn't even a work situation. It was going to have fun, going to party. And 
not for nothing, but the people that do things like that, you know, it's I'm just still baffled by it because you get the people telling you time after time what to do, but yet you feel as though for whatever reason that you have a PhD, you feel as though you have a PhD that can outrank these doctors that have been doing this for years and telling you exactly what you need to do to stay safe. You feel as though that you outrank them and will go ahead and put your body at risk. And then not only doing that, you risking the lives of other people as well, because you don't want to listen to what the doctors are telling you to do. Like, I don't have, like, all jokes aside, if you got it and if it was something because of work related, I get that. I totally understand it. You know, you had to do what you had to do. But when it comes to people that just do things and just like go out, I, I, I say this again, like I went to when I went to Texas to that airport a couple of weeks ago, mad people didn't have no mask, walking around, chilling like it was nothing, hanging out at the bars in the airport. I'm sitting here with a mask on, trying to move each step as I can away from them to practice social distancing. And then to see Texas in a spike going up, it was just like, you know, you should know common sense people that there's a reason why they want you to do the things that you want you should be doing. And yet the fact is that people don't want to do it because of their arrogance or people don't want to do it because they feel as though for whatever reason that they're immune to what's about to happen. And then when it does happen, they feel sorry because of the fact is that they should have thought known better. You should have known better. Common sense would have told you that you should have known better. But we live in a world that obviously people don't have that common sense to do that. And it's unfortunate because not everybody suffers. The sports world suffer. They just don't give a damn. This is bottom line. They they see what's going on. They see they see the numbers. You know what I'm saying? But they just don't care. That's the bottom line. Because if they cared, if they gave a damn about not only themselves, but their family or anybody they might be around, they would do things a little bit different. But you know, hey. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just it's just a group of people that are like that. And I have to, you know by all counts purposes all i could do is i i i, I could just pray for them <laughs> at this stage because it, it it's i'm just so baffled the fact that you're that you can't be like that like to just say i'm not going i'm just going to risk my life and the rest the people around me i just don't care i i it's it's i'm still baffled by it i'm still baffled by some of the people's responses like you like um with I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to go political. I'm just baffled by so many things that's going on right now. That's the bottom line. I care. I, I care more. I care about red wine if that counts for anything. Hey, I like red. Hey, liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's an essential uh, essential uh, open position. Open uh, open uh, open store. That's essential. Yeah. You need stress relief. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Was it in was was it in Pennsylvania? But. <laughs> Dude, uh, well, I'm I'm curious. Is the uh, has there been a spike in Jersey or there? Well, I, you know what? I did hear about the governors of Jersey, New York, and Connecticut, and they're like, "Dude, if you coming from any of them places with the spike, you ain't coming in this damn state." Yeah, yeah, they shut that down. Well, uh, midnight tonight is where is where they're they're not suggesting, but they're strongly saying you should quarantine yourself. Mm, trust me. They'll, they'll, they'll be at the airports 
I deal with that crap every day. Uh, um, but, to, but to answer your question, no, the numbers actually have been um, going, down. going down. So we even this Tri-State area, as they said, have um, gotten gotten past that curve and are on the um, the, the, the downswing. I ain't going to front, though. I already see people, the people I know that won't make it into Tri-State, that, you know, those states that he said that they talk about in a Tri-State, Philadelphia. Because Pennsylvania is not part of that. And I see a lot of people going to Philly, um, especially Alabama, all those states down there in the South. I could see them transferring to Philly and commuting straight up with no question. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if Philly puts that restriction on, you know, quite soon because their numbers have starting to go down, too. So I'm pretty sure they went to the well, we will get a little bit past sports talk, but I can see Pennsylvania <laughs> and Philadelphia and Philadelphia um, following suit. If they haven't already. And I think they I think they are. Oh, OK. That's good to know. But let's get back to the, the whole purpose, because with so many people, the sports players um, being tested, I think that now that more sports players are testing now, I think that now it's going to open up a lot more um, discussion in regards to how to handle players that are affected um, with the virus. And like, even though, like you said, I'm, I'm with Jokic from the different Nuggets being one of those players, even though it happened um, when he was in Serbia. Um, I think that now the conditions of how this is going to be handled um, is going to be very important and very key because it's um, how they handle NFL. Include this into the talk the conversation because the NFL, Tom Brady, Buccaneers, um, they were actually um, working out in, I think, at a Florida high school. And with only a certain amount of people, they had, um, Tom Brady was working out, practicing with um, some of the wide receivers. And I got connected. This guy? This man. Yeah. I'm seeing that I'm being signed out, which is weird. You hear me? I, hear I can you. hear you, but your video okay. just went, went went still. Right. Oh, he's damn. I'm the host now. You gotta keep yes. it up. Okay, well let's keep it rolling. Yes. Um I think he was talking about football. Uh Tom Brady and some of the uh the Bucks were working out together. Yep. I don't recall hearing anybody having any sort of uh, contact with COVID, but I think with the, the sudden increase of cases being in Florida, I think they might've halted all of their practicing. Maybe, I haven't really followed that one too tough. Apparently not, cause you know, you know, Captain America is still, you know, holding some, you know, group workouts with a couple of his players. And initially, the NFL said that was some somewhat okay, but now they're saying you shouldn't, or they're strongly suggesting that you shouldn't have group workouts, or at least that's what the CDC and health officials are saying. But you know, other people are trying to do it. 
you know, Daniel Jones from the New York Giants who was, was doing a, a quick workout with some of some receivers. Lord knows he needs it. <laughs> mm. But um, I don't know. It's, you know, it's, they're going to, you know, it's going to be hard to kind of really manage that too tough because if you're asking, you're, if you're anticipating these players at some point being able to go to training camp, which is going to be within another month, you know, there's always going to be players that's going to want to get that, that you know, that one-up, that edge up. I mean, Tom Brady's going to a brand-new team, new receivers, new offense, new players. So he wants to kind of get in there and, you know, get a jump start, you know, mm-hmm. on trying to um, get everybody on the same page. Because uh, let's be honest, with Tom Brady and the Bucks, it's super, it's pretty much Super Bowl or bust. They didn't bring him here to just make it into the – first round of the playoffs or win a division right they brought them on and paid them all that money for one thing and one thing only take their mm-hmm. bus to the super bowl mm-hmm. so and he's going to try to do everything he can to get an edge up and he's going to push the limits as about as far as he can you know health wise um do i have a problem with it yeah i mean it's this is going to be a really interesting time because as baseball is starting up and I already heard there are several Philly players that tested you know positive. I don't know how you're going to really manage all of this moving forward with you know baseball now about to start up. Basketball can kind of put itself in the bubble. Football, college football, college football is all over the place. The people are testing a positive, so I have no idea how this is all going to is all going to um, flush out. Right. You're back, sir. Yeah, I tell you, I mean, I've been having so many issues with my laptop, it's not even funny. Um, and I apologize for that. <laughs> Can y'all hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, go back to where y- I mean, continue where y'all y'all left off. Oh, we're just talking about NFLs and you know, but the thing about it is with the NFL and players getting testing, you know, if they're COVID or not, they're, they're technically their season hasn't kicked off yet. So, you know, them getting testing positive now and they got to sit out for two weeks or quarantine themselves for two weeks doesn't really affect the NFL because their league season doesn't kick off for yet another month. So they can get all that crap out the way now and then keep it moving. Um it's just the NBA, NFL, and I'm sorry, NBA, MLB, uh, and NHL. They got to sit here and try to figure out how they're going to go about it because they're trying to get their stuff started ASAP versus having their typical typical uh, offseason kind of go on on track as to what they normally do. Yeah, and I think the um, NHL was um, throwing around the idea of having like um, I think like four, four like um, sites where they might have you know games or four cities where they're going to have games played, mm-hmm. you know, in those four cities to kind of limit you know the people's traveling from state to state and trying to keep as many players sequestered as much as they possibly can. Man, look, if I were these places. Like, if I would find states, I understand that they want them in metropolitan areas, big cities, because they need to do whatever. 
But if they can find places that are a little bit more remote, that might have some hotels that could house some of these teams and just keep them in a remote area where they can go ahead and handle their business, where test cases are kind of low in particular counties, that's the way I would rule. If they can afford, you know, if they have facilities to kind of make that happen. I think they have what it takes to make it happen. Um, I think that, I mean, like, I agree, to be honest, I agree with what you were saying in regards to the, they have time. Um, I guess with the NFL, they, they're, they are probably the only sport right now with as much leeway as they have, and rightfully so, because they do have a window of getting things right before the season starts. So um, I could give – I'll give them a pass at this stage as long as they come up with a, a plan in place. Um, I don't really – because to be honest, they really have the most to lose. And I think I explained this before because they have a lot of players. Um, they have a little bit more of a risk than some of the other sports um, sports teams. I mean, sports out there with MLB and the NBA, of course. Um, but they do have at least the time to get it right. Let's hope. I mean, you know, like we all say, they do have time. But, you know, right now is, is June 24th. I mean, training camp will normally start, you know, the beginning or right after July, you know, July 4th weekend. So, it ain't necessarily a whole lot of time, but they said they do have contingency plans in place if they need to push things back, like training camps and starting the NBA season. They said they do have those contingency plans in place, but you know, <sighs> the devil's in the details, and they really have been very mum about all of the details as far as testing and how they're going to handle players who they get sick and. You know, are they going to ask players to basically try to quarantine themselves? Just like go to the stadium, practice, home, play on Sunday, home. You know, how are they going to handle cross country? You know, you know, games because as of right now, I mean, the schedule is out there. There's some people that's going to be on the West Coast, going to East Coast, South, going North, vice versa. It's not like NBA, which I guess we're about to get into, where there I think they're only allowing them to play like in their division, like nine games. I mean nine times or something like that. So they're really limiting it, limiting the team's ability like to travel back and forth a lot. I just hope that they, I hope that they charter a plane and they keep the same plane. They charter buses and keep the same buses. You know, just do it like that. You know, you got to – you can't keep – you know, you can't have the team on one plane and then turn around three days later and put them on another plane. You got to keep that same plane. As long as there's no uh, mechanical-type issues, you got to disinfect that plane or planes and buses and trucks or whatever, and that's how they're going to have to move if they're not going to be in bubbles. I really hope that – I really hope they stay in the bubbles. I mean, at this point, I really do. And, and that's the funny thing is that, you know, at least for the NFL, we don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> no one's saying anything. I mean, Ace, since your baseball, since baseball finally, I guess, came to the conclusion that they just go with what the owners, excuse me, baseball governors, whatever you want to call themselves, came up with the 60 games. Why in the hell did it take them that long to get to, <laughs> to, get to that? 
And look, the players wanted 100% of the pay rated salary, and they wanted as many games as they can so they can get paid. That's it. That's all. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the prorated season is, they want 100%. But if they can get, if the league, if, if the owners are saying 60, and MLBA, you know, the, the players associations are saying 85, and then they came up and said 70, and then they turned around and said 79, you know, 79 and prorated 100% is a lot better than 60. That's true. That's that's uh that's some uh some Gucci or, or some or some Fendi or, or whatever the hell these players wear nowadays. You know, maybe another house or a car or something. So I mean that's all it is. And and, and you see how <laughs> to the owner, I mean that's the owner to the commissioner saying the 60 games, all right, bet 60 games. Once the commissioner said it was 60, and they agreed to it immediately. They they just weren't gonna allow the owners to dictate the games that they were playing because they just wanted to get paid. Isn't that everybody's goal at this stage is to get paid? <laughs> yeah. What the what the what the commissioner say? God damn it! You get the sixty games, you get all your money. God damn it! Just 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 cut the shit out now. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because there's there's some players out there that live in check to check. <laughs> yeah, without question. Crazy, crazy the amount of money that they get paid in, in, in Major League Baseball. But you know, obviously, when you're the twenty first twenty fourth person on the team. You only making a couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so unless you, you know, you balling out that expensive ass condo, <laughs> you know, uh they better have the Honda Accord, that little sedan chunky. Don't be buying no little portion. So, Getting a, a, a Kia Optima. Be on that Kawhi Leonard type of lifestyle. <laughs> exactly. Okay, that's why he ain't harping. That's why he ain't hurt. Like, I can play. I know how to play. I got. I'm, I got money. Oh, yeah. Oh, you on that Marshawn Lynch plan? Getting <laughs> off the Skittles money. <laughs> yeah. That kid ain't touching a, a cent of his NFL earnings. <laughs> he took that. He took that class from Shaq. <laughs> yeah, I was at you. definitely, definitely. This is good. Smart. You don't look it. Damn, he's smart. <laughs> no, he's stingy. That's what that is. No, but we can talk more. We can talk more. <laughs> we can talk more about that. Well, baseball, you know, hey, that's. Real quick in a nutshell, that's just what it was. Players wanted more money. They haggled, fought, clawed. Owner, the, the commissioner said, screw y'all, 60 games. The players like, all right, bet. And now we're playing. <laughs> July, July 24th, I think, is when the league starts. <laughs> this, 23rd, 24th, it's just. Right. <laughs> They're like, bet. <laughs> all right, we can play. <laughs> like, all right, we good, we good. Because really it, it, it was looking bad for everybody. I mean, owners and players alike. It was just going to be, if you had no season, the question is going to really fall fall upon who's going to look the worst. Mm-hmm. And at one point, it, what the players weren't looking too good, at, you know, over the last week or so. Yeah, it, it definitely looked like things was about to fall apart. So it's good to see that they got things resolved um, real quick. Um, because it, it, it did, it, it just seemed like everything was in place, and then all of a sudden, just fell apart. And then now all of a sudden, they, now it's back on. So it's good to see that MLB is back. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure all the fans is waiting for it with open arms. 
I think the NFL more so than anybody, because the NFL is going to be looking at Major League Baseball and, and seeing how they handle how their games are being played when you're dealing with teams of different cities. So I think a good barometer for them is going to be not that their the games are a little bit was more contact than baseball, but I think how they handle, you know, playing in the stadiums, no fans, how they're handling testing. I think that's NFL is looking at that as a good barometer of how they're going to move forward with their stuff and even college football to a, to a certain degree. And rightfully so. I mean, the, 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 the thing here is that they want to do it where whatever sport is utilizing it, they're doing it using this, the best safety out there, the best contingency plan out there. So if it means taking it from the MLB, taking it from all these other sports, then so be it. Because you want to make sure that you provide whatever product that you're providing, especially in the NFL and college football, you want to make sure that the safety of the players as well as the well-being of the players is 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 is, is important, very important. Agreed. Well, on that note, um, it looks like we're just about out of time. So like thank everybody for checking us out. Um, make sure you subscribe. But before we go, fellas, let them know where they can find you. At. Uh, you can find me on the gram, Twitter, Snapchat, J.E. Ross, number seven. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. And of course, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, I am on Quarles. Twitter, Instagram, I am on Quarles. You can also catch Guys Talking Sports on all the available podcasts out there. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcasts um, that are out there. We're definitely on. All you got to do is search Guys Talking Sports. That's Guys Talking without the G at an apostrophe sports. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. Appreciate all the love and support. All the people out there on YouTube Live, check us out on Instagram. We'll be there as well. And on Twitter Live, we're there as well. So check, make sure you check us out. Appreciate all the love and support. Until next time, you guys take care. Have a good one. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Practice social distancing and all that other stuff. Have a good one. Good night.